do 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 no it was the do 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 yep there you go Is that is that is that yeah, Opie? Yeah, that? that was good. <laughs> hey, I had just like visions of little Ron Howard like skipping stones in black and white. This is our daily red, a podcast during which we drink a bottle of red wine. Yes. We talk about something interesting we've read today. Maybe. And we attempt to have a provocative discussion without blowing up our marriage. Up for debate. (laughs) That's Ashley. Hi. Oh, and his name is Jeffrey M. Berker. (laughs) And our kids are in bed. Thank the Lord. So what are we drinking? All right. So this is a this is a Greek wine. Greek. Greek. Uh specifically it's actually from Crete and it is ooh, and it's rough too because the name of the winery is actually in Greek letters on the label. So I had to kind of turn around because I was like, is that a Lambda sign? Um, it's the Lyra Rockies uh, wines label. And it's a Kotsifali varietal, which was described as a dry red wine that is a classic varietal from the island of Crete. And we've actually been to Crete. Um it was eons ago, I think 2007. We actually visited Crete and found it to be very California-like. It had nice beaches, but also tall peaks, mountains, which is very similar to California, where you can drive from the mountains where it's snowing down to the beaches where it's sunny and warm within just a few hours. We found Crete to be very similar to that. And at the time, we weren't that we were living in California. Yeah. And so we weren't all that enthused with it wasn't very exotic as far as the location to go for a vacation. But uh, now I would love to go back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be sad where I had to go back to Crete. Uh, no, I liked I mean, I, obviously the ancient ruins were super cool. I love a good Greek myth. Oof. That's right. That's right. Somewhere on the island of Crete was supposed to be the Palace of Knossos. I'm mm-hmm. making that up. And the place where, uh, in myth, Icarus flew too close to the sun with his wax wings. Yes. And then, of course, remember the Minotaur lived in the cellar beneath the Palace of Knossos. Oh, he's making a face. You're making a face sipping that wine. It, at, at the moment, I know you just opened it a few moments ago. At the moment, it's it's a little tight, a little tanniny. Oh, yeah, it's tight little, for um, sure. Tastes like a hot weather the year this was harvest. It's got kind of a pruney taste to it. So I think you're right on the hot. Like it definitely feels a little kind of fruit leather flavor. Hardly any nose on it. Hardly any aroma. Yeah, kind of dusty. Hmm. So what else did you bring? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. So you don't like it when I take gambles at the grocery store. God, it is kind of prune juicy. 
Yeah, it makes you do that. And that that's, that's what those tannins make you yeah. do. Like, Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of like pulling everything back. All right, we're gonna we're gonna power through it. Makes this... me want like a package of Skittles to balance it out. Ooh, no! You know what it makes me want is a good order of French fries and a Everything nice Greek make salad. Everything should make you want a nice good order of French fries. Everything does. It's true. I mean, they the tasting notes on this wine. They said it's best with spicy cheeses. What is a spicy cheese? I don't know. Like is it a that cheese has, like, that has like peppers in it? Yeah, like, like habanero pepper cheese. So that's interesting. So we have to think about it. So it's basically saying that it wants something that's like a strong flavor with essentially like a dairy fat. So coat your tongue yes. with spice and fat 100%. so that you are dulled to the fact that this wine is a little harsh. I think that's kind of <laughs> it. That's terrible. Let's see. Here's here's the tasting notes on the back. The red grape variety Cozzafalli is indisputably a classic of the Cretan vineyard. Juicy with aromas of sweet spices and red fruits. Savory and fruity with a vibrant acidity. Balanced mouthfeel and a piquant aftertaste. You know, we've talked in the past about how, you Ooh, know, woman maybe- winemaker. Maybe if you're not getting anything from a wine and then you read the tasting notes and then all of a sudden your brain go synapses go off and say, oh, yeah, 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 I get that. I get that. I get that. You read that description and I thought, no, uh-uh, nope, nope, didn't get that. Well, maybe didn't get that. Got, well, I mean, I would agree. It's not juicy. There's no there's no aromas. It said it had aromas of, of things. There's no aroma. I would say there's a vibrant acidity for sure. It feels very acidic, probably more than they intend. Tannic is what you're going for. I don't think I'm going to be tagging this winery in my Instagram account. Posts. <laughs> <laughs> Oopses. This this proves we cannot be bought or sold by any particular winery. We we could be sold. We could be bought. Let's be let's be real. If there's some winemaker sponsors out there, and there's some spon- like free no, wine no. bottles of wine out there, we will we'll give you five star reviews. We will. Don't worry about it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Then all integrity goes out the window. Okay. So before we get into our whole like, what have you read today? I feel compelled to do a little listener mailbox Ooh. reading. <clears throat> so okay. at the time of this recording, we have been up in the air published. You know, our podcast up have been in the air. That's how you think podcasts work. They've been up in a cloud Are there satellites? that people can access on a cloud. Are people listening on Delta Airlines? Yeah, I bet. Yes. <laughs> I, is, I would hope so. We have gotten some really, um, I would say 90% positive feedback. You've gotten negative feedback? Yes. What? From Melissa Cascarano Van Grohl. Melissa, if you're listening... Yes, she has provided 10% of the negative feedback. So it really... Wait, she's provided 10% of the negative feedback? Oh, she's provided the only feedback. She's the only negative feedback. So it's 10% of She's the only negative person in our life. So cut her out. Cut her out of our lives. (laughs) Melissa, do you hear this? Um, Melissa, currently of, of... well, I don't. I've like already now given her names, so I'm. I'm not going to reveal more. It's not like Smith. 
It's no, not Jones. I, I've like. It's not Rodriguez. Like, like I can you, also you can give find, her. You could find. We might have to go back. Hey, so I know you were gonna focus on. Uh, oh wait, were you focusing on negative feedback? I always focus on negative feedback, oh, which is I why thought... I say I only want positive feedback because then I focus on the negative. See, I thought you were gonna bring up some positive feedback, and I'm the one honing in on the ten percent of. I would also say, okay, so here we go. Here, here, here's, here's. I'm gonna just kind of give the overview. So a listener named John from Arinda, he says that we have strong banter and he really felt like he was hanging out with us. Uh, He does think that the pacing in the back half of the episodes could be a little less rambling. Well, that's when we're almost done with a bottle of wine. I know. I think he's implying that I'm rambling. Um... He of also, course, it's better on the first. I know, the, poor, first part of the poor bottle. John though, because when I when I asked him for feedback, he's like, "I feel like this is a trap." Uh, it kind of was to some degree, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Sorry, John. Um, Angela, also of Arinda. Gosh, I wonder if these two people know each other. Um, she says that we have great sound quality. She also says Barker is an excellent interviewer, one of the bre- best she's ever heard on a podcast. And that she loves me so much, she's biased. That was all just, that was junk. That was positive <laughs> junk. That was. I think it was really good feedback. Um, okay. Darren of London, who you may recall, I might have described as a dummy. <laughs> he listened to the podcast uh, and he says he doesn't be my, being, he doesn't mind being called a dummy. Mostly because my photo taking skills are crap and that's not his fault. He also gleaned from the podcast that I have poor taste, bad taste in wine, and I like bland food. Um, I thought that was... Wait, 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 wait. Poor taste and bad taste in wine? So, yes. He Just says poor taste in general. He says I have bad taste in wine. And then I also like bland foods. Oh, so it wasn't a blanket. You have just poor taste. Yeah. So now I'm going to call him something else besides a dummy. And it's not it's not PG rated. So, <laughs> Darren. Um, Marjana of Luzerne. She called to say she loves our podcast. And we just brought some good vibes and positive energy. And she really appreciated it. She did want to know how the fire station visit was. Because we had talked about or debated who was going to that. And I think to give everybody a little status update. um, Barker was too ill to go. So I pulled myself out of bed and I took Tabitha. Only to get there and find out that the firefighters actually had an emergency they had to deal with and they couldn't give a group of kindergartners a tour. So I stood at the playground on a Friday morning, kind of grumpy. That's how that happened. That also meant we didn't go to the pumpkin patch later that day. So we have not yet done done pumpkin patch thus far in the season. That kind of sucks. Um, James of London says we need to have more booze talk. Wait, the podcast is about wine. I know, but he says we should talk more about the alcohol. Probably less about things like college. Don't get me started on college. I'm not going to do it again. It's not going to (laughs) happen. 
Oof, that was a doozy of a podcast. Okay, so anyway, so we've got that. Wait, I, oh wait, so wait, I'm I'm still waiting for the negative Melissa Cascarano feedback. Oh, let's see. Melissa asked whether she needs to fly up to Seattle to do the talk with our girls. She also said that our debut episode called The Daily Red and it being about periods was a little too on the nose. Oof, did not think about that. Did you not think about that? I did not. Fair. That's fair. It's fair, but also really annoying. <laughs> so, Melissa, if you're listening, uh, she also... Um, no, no, no. She should, did, did she say it's on the nose or did she say it's on the spot? Ew. Stop it. That's disgusting. Okay, um, Steffi of Seattle, who has, oh my goodness, followed the instructions and sent us emails to our podcast Gmail account, which is so on brand for Steffi, <laughs> has sent us lots of emails that are so sweet, saying we're awesome and we're the best, and she talks back to us. And Steffi, we hear you, girl. We hear you talking back to us. Um... The last two, Kelly from Dallas, wants to know why there isn't more red leather, yellow leather recordings on the podcast. Oh my gosh. I have you saying red leather, yellow leather probably 1,300 times. Then why is it never included in the episode, the final cut? It's not interesting. I would say Kelly of Dallas would like to hear it. I'm going to layer every red leather, yellow leather <laughs> over each other and it's just going to be a cacophony of red leather yellow leather. I don't think your sound technician abilities are there yet. And uh finally Marie from Edmonds says we're fucking awesome. And all I would say is same back to you girl. So there you go. I just wanted to do a little mailbox of our reviews. Okay. Um, I would like to switch now to our next segment. Yes. Segment. We have segments, you know. Segment. Yeah. All right. So tell me about something you've read today. Okay. So this is a little bit of cheating. Ooh. Because this isn't something I read today, but it's something I read exactly a year ago. And you were reminded by what, like Google photos or some memories? No. So here, let me give the backstory on this. So my very best friend lost her mother two years ago as of yesterday, the day that we're recording Mm. this. And um, she was extremely close with her mother. They had a beautiful, I should say they still continue to have a beautiful relationship. I'll get around to that. And she was really struggling. And somehow, and I'm, I'm not really sure how, she discovered this book called Signs, Secret Language of the Universe by Laura Lynn Jackson. And I remember when she first told me about this book, and um, it was like right when we had moved to Germany, and she was talking about like, yeah, I'm still able to, you know, kind of have conversations with my mom, even though she's passed. And, you know, she's got like certain signs that she looks for from her mom just to kind of feel like her mom's there. I remember at the time I said something like, are you sure this is healthy for your grief processing? And 
you know, she got a little, she got a little testy about it. She was a little like, hey, I'm dealing with this on my way, <laughs> which I, and you know, when you have a friend that you understand so well, you're kind of like, okay, this is not the battle. This is like not where I am going to fight up this hill. And, um, so anyway, she had told me about the book. She had recommended it to me, but then I'd kind of forgotten about it because I'm not really, I don't know. I was whatever. I just kind of not really thought about it. And then a year ago, I started having all of these thoughts about her mom, who was just this like truly just this wonderful spirit and just this beautiful woman. And um, I just feel so completely lucky to have known her in, in my life. And I started just having like all these thoughts about her. And um, I texted my friend and I said, can you remind me what's the anniversary of the day your mom died? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering. And she said it was, it was this week, that date. And what was really odd is the day of her mother's anniversary, all of a sudden I was like, it was like I was micro targeted for all these promotions for this book. Like it was all over my phone. It was on Instagram. I was getting advertisements on like websites like the Washington Post. I mean, like it was just all of a sudden it just completely had taken over my phone. It was like, read signs, read signs, you know? And I was just, I, I kind of, I like, I got to a point where I, was, I, I thought, okay, <laughs> like this, this is weird. It's too weird. And like, I don't know if computer algorithms are truly that advanced where it can take like a date within WhatsApp and then translate it to this book that she and I had talked about six months before and then created an algorithm of advertisements. It's so, so weird. It's, it's like too coincidental or too smart. Well, I mean, you've described WhatsApp and Instagram. You're describing Meta, which is Mark Zuckerberg, which is all about scraping your data and selling shit to you so there's that not True. to take the mysticism out of it sorry but when did the book come out did the book come out last year or is no. it like a book that's been out for years it's it's been out for a while really yeah so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a brand new book hmm. so um so anyways i kind of like just accepted that it was something i needed to to read and you know uh, I, I am someone who really likes to actually read books. I like to hold the books in my hand. But for this particular book, because we were in Germany and I knew it was hard to get English books, English language books, I just I decided just to do the Audible version of it. Oh. And the Audible was really cool in the fact that it was actually the author who read That's always what I prefer. The it's the best. Because you really kind of hear their, I mean, I think like the best audiobook I've ever listened to was Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. It's his, it's his autobiography. Yeah. And if you listen to it in his voice, it's just, it's genius. It's so great. But anyways, so Laura Lynn Jackson is the, the voice, the narrator of her own book, which was so cool. Um, so anyways, I know you've heard this story, but I love I love to tell this story and I kind of wanted just to have a conversation about it. So I was listening to it and the whole idea is that you create this kind of language with someone who has passed on and it, it usually is asking for a sign um, 
that means something to you and that person who's moved on. And uh, for me, I was, I, I, I really loved my grandfather. I had a really good relationship with my mom's dad. Uh, he was the only grandfather I knew. My other grandfather passed away before I was born. And um, I just really loved him for all of his faults. Uh, I just, um, he was a larger than life character. And, you know, we, our oldest child has, you know, parts of his name and, and her name. And um, he was just like such a, a big part of my life. So I remember I was listening to this book, walking the streets of Munich towards work one day. And I, I said, I was like, all right, Grandpa, if you can send me a sign, send me an American penny, like a shiny copper American penny. I want to see it. In Munich. In Munich. It's tall order. Tall order, right? And so it was like, Basically, I, I what I could have hoped for was maybe an American tourist dropping an American penny on the street, but still tall order. Still tall order. I don't n- normally travel to foreign countries with pockets full of American pennies, but yeah, yeah. I don't think most people do. <laughs> but it was a tall order, and I was kind of like, "All right, let's let's see what this guy can do." And no less than five minutes later, this guy walks past me on the street. And he's got a sweatshirt on that says, Illinois, land of Lincoln. And it's got a silhouette of Abraham Lincoln on the sweatshirt. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> close. It's not the American penny, but it was really, really close. Good so I was, enough for government work. Yeah. So I was, I was like, okay, Grandpa. That, that was like, that was impressive, but it wasn't it. So that, that was good. Like half points. Are we missing the point of this? Is that the book is about how people in the afterlife send you signs? Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. It is. Well, I had said that earlier. That it's like, it's all about sending the, like having a language with someone who's passed on. And asking for those signs. Um, so, anyways, to what end? the The objective is to make someone feel like the relationship they have with someone after they've passed on can still exist. That that person, that spirit, is still there, and they're still part of those big milestones in someone's life, and that there's love and acceptance. And sometimes relinquishing of pain. Sometimes there's forgiveness. Uh, and that you can continue to, to have those relationships. If I were to pass away, what kind of sign would I send you in the afterlife? I mean, it would probably have to be like really obnoxious wine corks in places. What? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what it would be. Hmm. All right. We'll have to figure this one out. I think it's hard because there's like in the book that she even describes like a giraffe, like people had signs that were like giraffes that became Eiffel Towers. I mean, some of it was really complicated shit, but people felt like people actually saw those things. Hmm. It was cool. I loved it. And so and so you were reminded about it today just because it's this anniversary. Yeah. Uh 
not that something happened to you today that was a sign or anything like that? No, I mean, I think it's, it's the anniversary. It's also a little bit of, as we're getting closer to Halloween or Samhain, and we're thinking about the veil being its thinnest between... Oof, you just lost a whole bunch of people. No, I think I think I've just gotten a whole new audience of people. You said Samhain. I know people who are like, "Oh shit, did she just pronounce it correctly?" And I'm gonna be like, "That's right, I did. It's not <laughs> Sam Hain. It's Samhain, as the Celts would say." Those are totally different letters. You know what? I, I I don't get it. Like honestly, Irish Gaelic or Irish Celtic or whatever it was called is way more confusing to me than French because they have so many more letters. Pourquoi? Huh? <laughs> French is a very difficult language. Anyways. Je ne pense pas. What? Actually, I think I just said I don't think. I don't think I said I don't think so. I think I said I don't think. Which may also be true. I would also agree with that. Yo tambien. <laughs> oh, well, your talent with languages. Um, all right. Have you read anything today that wasn't work related? You know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that it's taken me this long to finally sign up to the newsletter that our old boss, Arnold, um, is putting out. Uh, Arnold's Pump Club. I've been signed up for it. Is it good? So, yeah, it took me too long. I, 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 I recently signed up. He bills it as the positive corner of the internet. Oh my God, he's like Gwyneth Paltrow, but for men. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's Goop, G- it's Governor goop. goop. Oh my God, he could be. It just could be Gas. That's what because that's what we used to call him. Yeah, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gas. <gasps> Maybe he is the male Gwyneth Paltrow. Is he? That's an interesting thing to ask. He also uh, has been in ski accidents, but he just broke well, his leg. Here, so here's a shout out to our our friend. Uh, Daniel Ketchell. I finally signed up for Arnold's Pump Club newsletter. Uh, daily positive, you know. It's um, daily. The the newsletter is daily. Oh week, my weekdays. god, that's a lot of work. Um, the other day, look, Arnold's thing about the internet in general is spread positivity, ignore the haters, right? So he doesn't. Pay attention to criticism. I'm going to be honest. That sounds like what Daniel used to say to me about ignoring negative comments and articles. So I'm wondering how much of this is Arnold's newsletter versus Daniel's newsletter. <laughs> it's largely Daniel's <laughs> newsletter. But 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 you got to think about the boss. And he's always been a positive of guy. Of course. He's he, always been shut out the negativity. So positive. Focus on the... The goal and whatnot. He's so great. It's a great reminder. Uh, In fact, he's he's, he's putting a challenge to all his followers right now to spend 30 days without posting anything negative to the internet. Just just nothing negative for 30 days. See if you can do it. It's great. But I'm going to do a shout out to Daniel because in the newsletter the other day, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ignore the haters. But truth be told, the people here on the team... 
they do monitor all the all the feedback, all the mm-hmm. the chatter on online, and they see the negative stuff, and they acknowledge. And the reason why they pay attention uh, is that they acknowledge that a lot of people who follow Arnold are those negative internet. I don't I don't call them trolls, but people who just like spit negativity out. Wait, who's trolling Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, exactly, right? Who? Uh, people who spend too much time in front of their computer screens. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what kind of monster you would have to be. The what? man yeah. is so positive. He's such an inspiration. Yeah. Oh, I can't. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Here's But here's what I would say. Daniel and the whole team, they've decided, you know what? A lot of these people are probably our subscribers to our Daily Pump Club. Uh, they pay attention. So let's reach out. Let's let's extend the hand. So they're going to start doing a thing weekly where they put like, and they've picked a, this, they've picked a stable of dudes to write essentially missives to this, like these, this group of what they call like lost boys, you know, like they've established this stable of like killer dudes people who get like dropped in the wilderness for you know four weeks with nothing but like a buck knife and you know and like just to go hunting like these like they've picked a stable of people to to, to write columns to talk to these quote-unquote lost boys and men who are without without an argument like manly men like you can't assail them i'm confused wait so are they writing to the trolls or are they writing to other? I I think I'm. They're trying to speak to the contingent on the internet who are just spreading hate and negativity. Okay. And they're like, why? Why? I don't know. Let's try to understand you. Like, but what does that have to do with being dropped in a wilderness? Daniel has established a stable of men to write. Who are like wilderness experts? Well, no, no. Just, just a gen. Some of them are fitness experts. Some of them are, but they're just like manly men. Are they going to come after them with hatchets? No, they're going to speak to them, oh. but their experience and their resume, if for lack of a better word, is unassailable. It's like, hey, dude, you can't call me. Okay, let's harken back to uh, past Arnold phrases, you know, girly men, whatever. Nobody can call these guys girly men, right? They are dudes that any disaffected young man would look up to. Like, I would look up to. I will tell you, the feminist inside of me is like, why does it matter what these people's, like, masculine pedigree? Well, well, I know I like... But I, I hear you. Like, I get it. I know Arnold's core following are men who aspire to be more masculine than they probably are. And so they probably need someone aspirational to be their moral compass. Well, and I think that your comparison to to Gwyneth is maybe a good one. Imagine. Yeah. So clearly, what is Gwyneth Paltrow's following? What, like 98% women? Maybe 90% women, but like a certain percentage of like gay or trans men. Like how many men men are following Gwyneth? Maybe not that many, right? Probably flip that, and how many uh, 
what percentage of Arnold's following is young men? Yeah. Probably huge. So now go back to Gwyneth and say, if she realized there was this huge contingent online of depressed and self-harming young women, can she talk to them? Can, yeah. Should she talk to them? I mean, I, I look, like... Arnold's video, and I still, honestly, I'll be honest, I still have a hard time calling him Arnold because he's always going to be the boss or the governor for me. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to, everybody's listening, I'm just switching because I got to do what feels <laughs> natural. So I loved the governor's video that he did after the start of the war in Ukraine. He spoke to the Russians who were fighting on the front lines because he knew his his audience, right? Yeah. He knew that the guys that were there were most likely Arnold fans because of his bodybuilding work and because of his aspirations for stardom. Um, and I, I think it was just like an amazing use of someone's celebrity for good, like real good. Do we know if it actually did anything? I don't know because we'll never know because it's the nature of that world. And oh, it had to have though. It had to have at least. I I hope that he of any anyone out there like he would have broken through that iron curtain, if you will, more than any other voice. But I'm bumped. I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, yeah, so Arnold's Pump Club, totally recommend it. Okay. Um, That's good to know. Um, I would say you seemed more eager to talk about Arnold's Pump Club than Sign's Secret Language of the Universe. You know what? I think actually I'm, I'm, I'm going to transition here. Okay, uh, let's do it. But I think this is like just an just, uh, editorial note. Okay. I think this is the part we fall down on, which is like what we're looking forward to because I don't think we come prepared with it. And I also think that it needs to be like a cliffhanger type thing. It needs to be oh. like, a, oh, we'll talk about this next time. Okay. I think so. It needs to be like, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Whoo boy. Like kind of thing. Okay. Actually, maybe that's what I should do for my 40th. Maybe that's what I should do. Find an archaeological dig. I would love to go to Egypt and sail down the Nile and do an archaeological dig. Anyways, I'm excited to find out about the crab mystery because that is something that your friends have made fun of you over the years. And I think it would be great to confirm it one way or another. How about you? What are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm excited to find out who's going to be the GOP Speaker of the House because that's been a shit show. But I know we're trying to not be like news of the day, so I'm not going to talk about that. Are you really? Are you really looking forward? To I'm that? enjoying the drama because it makes me happy that this party that I used to identify with, but now do not, and I actively am looking forward to it not doing well is showing its true colors and that makes me happy. So what's your desired outcome? What's your most hoped for scenario? Uh, that at some point 
someone on the other side of the aisle says, you people are incapable of running the country. We now need to make some kind of constitutional adjustment and have whoever can get majority vote vote to be Speaker of the House. Do you think at some point the sane members of the GOP will just go ahead and say, Who are they? I'd love to know who they are. I think there are like two. In the house, they're not two or majority. Three. It's really it, sad. No, no, no. Do you think David if- Valadeo, <laughs> <laughs> David from Hanford? I see you, buddy. I've given you money. Go to. Why have you given him money? Because I was very pleased that he continued to vote his conscience and vote against the wave of the Republican Party. He was part of that Lynn Cheney contingent, and I didn't want him to be voted out of office. I felt very strongly that. If he was going to run for office, I didn't want him to lose donor abilities because of of the doing the right thing. Okay, so you've got David Valadeo in the central Cali- Central Valley of California. You've got a couple of Washington State folks. I only know these folks because I am from and live in these areas. I'm sure there's one or two others. I I think what so what what if a few of these maybe saying uh, Republican members of Congress decide, yeah, fuck it. Let's just vote for Hakeem Jeffries. Let's just like, let's just like, we need a speaker of the house. You, they need what somebody. If, what if there's like a Republican controlled, Republican majority house of representatives that elects in a democratic speaker? Wouldn't that be, wow. It might be the only path forward. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't, know what else they're going to do at this point. So I know we don't want this to be like a political focused podcast. But yeah, it's but definitely, we have a political background. And, and, and it's the and, thing and, and, that I'm way, like we, watching. One of the reasons why is because we don't want it to be like news of the day because like you can't listen to this in a minute. But you know what? This is evergreen. I know. There I will bet- always be a struggle <laughs> for the Speaker of the House. Ten <laughs> bucks. By the t- when this podcast airs, several days from now, most likely – they will still not have a speaker of the house. Thousand percent. It's just it's. I'm I'm just like really up. It, it's like hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, and that's how I feel about the Republican Party. Like I just I want to see it burn, burn. So then that way it can be cleansed and come up and be better than it was before. Be back to what it was, and I just. Or maybe the brand is damaged, and instead of calling it HBO, we'll call it Max. Why? Why did that happen? <laughs> I'm also really upset about that. I'm equally upset about that, just as I am about the last season of Game of Thrones. What the fuck happened? I still don't understand. Ooh, I have to revisit that. What are you talking about? When they, like, slapdash rushed that job. What was that? <laughs> it was like, it was like, Danny's the savior, and all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to let it burn. I mean, maybe I'm kind of feeling Danny vibes right now, but I don't know. And the, this isn't a Game of Thrones podcast. It could be. We could make it a Game of Thrones you podcast. Could. I could. Domain expertise, not over here. Let's do it, babe. Let's make this a Game of Thrones podcast. You know nothing, Ashley. I'm speaking of not knowing nothing, but knowing everything. I'm kind of annoyed you didn't let me finish my assigned secret language of the universe story. Oh, you didn't finish it? No, because you cut me off. 
You were clearly bored. Then the audience was even more bored. I don't remember even that there was a story to cut off, honestly. The sweatshirt with the land of Lincoln was not the end of the story. It wasn't? No, it was not the end of the story. It seemed like an end of a story. You wanted it to be the end of the story because you're like, eh, talking to dead people, boring. Does it get more interesting from there? Yes. So I apologize. I thought we had great banter. I thought we had a great conversation. I don't remember not letting you finish your story about signs, the... Secret language of the universe. Secret language of the universe. I do not remember that there was even a story that I cut you off on. You look like you were falling asleep during that story, so it's fine. I'm just channeling the audience. Should you go back and listen to the episode we just posted about colleges? That was literally like 40 minutes of you just ranting about how much you hate extended uni- like education. But we'll move on. Tell me, after you saw the Land of Lincoln sweatshirt. So here's what happened. I went to, I was obviously at the at work, didn't see anything, nothing all day. I came home back to our apartment in Munich on Leopoldstrasse. And as you and I were wont to do, we were sitting at the dining room table having a glass of wine and you and I were chatting. Our daily red, if you we will. We were having our daily red, although in Germany we were probably having a really lovely, beautiful Riesling that was probably less than 10 euros. Probably our daily our daily white, yeah. <laughs> our daily white from Austria. Or the Mosul. Um, anyways, the Wacho. The Wacho. Well, with Riesling it wouldn't have been from the Wacho. No, it would have been from Baden-Württemberg. Oh, gosh. But I'm cutting you off again. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. Signs. We we were... A secret language of something, something. Of the universe. It's not that hard to remember. These aren't complicated (laughs) words. Universe is, I think, probably the... Well, I don't know the number of letters in language. Anyway, um, which is ironic. Okay, so um, we were sitting there at the table, and I had picked up something on the table. I hadn't really looked at what it was because I'm a, as you know, I'm a little bit of a fidgeter. I like to play with things. I like to kind of like have tactile objects to. Yeah, after the last podcast, I found a bunch of crap on the ground. It looked like you had scraped like all of the wax off of a wine. Uh, neck or something there was all kinds of white shavings on the ground here yeah probably that was was you huh yeah probably um i'm a fidgeter and i remember i was telling you this story about the sweatshirt and the book and the whole bit and i looked down to see what's in my hand and sure as shit in my hand was an american penny it had been one of the girls' toy pennies from their cash register playset. Oh, like a plastic fakey one. It was a plastic fakey one, but it was an American penny, and they had left. They had left it. Grandpa had left it on the table, and I had picked it up, 
and seeing it there in my hand, the silhouette of Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president, I was like, this is it. This is the secret, secret sign. So if you've gotten this far in the podcast, clearly there's something you like about what we two are doing here. Don't know what it is. Maybe you're still waiting for me to tell the rest of my story about sign secret language of the universe that Barker cut me off from finishing. I did not realize I cut you off. Yes, you did. If that's what you want to hear, then yeah. send us a note at either ourdailyredpod at gmail.com. And or again, you can also follow yes. us on Instagram at ourdailyredpod on Instagram. You don't seem confident that that's what we're at well, on Instagram. Do you know what the Instagram handle is? Yeah, it's our daily red. Pod? Pod. You don't know? God damn it. <laughs> it's our daily red pod. Red with an A. With an A. Like uh-huh. we read something today. Our daily red. Yep. Our daily red pod. Red with an A. Or as the British might say, Riyadh. Just kidding. They would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. yep. Yeah. Follow us there. All right. I love you.